welcome to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to call this the confusion over the millennium explained, or another way to say it, at least in my book, Secret to What I Understand Bible Prophecy, I explained it this way. That is the greatest single misunderstanding in the book of Revelation. And I'm going to try to help us to understand that today. Now, in this case, we need some help. So like Daniel says, we're going to ask the Lord to show us the deep and secret things, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and heart to know and understand in Jesus' name. All right, so the confusion over the millennium. Now, the problem is this. Most people think, and I have to say there was a time in my life, if you just read through Revelation, just A to B, or A to Z, you should say, you would tend to think that the millennium, at the end of the millennium, is when the uh, great white throne takes place. But that's actually not accurate, and I'm going to show you the truth about, about the way it really happened. So we're going to answer the question, the confusion about the millennium, millennium today explained. Now, in this case, since I'm going to be teaching Bible prophecy, I'm going to be teaching the most controversial part of Bible prophecy here as it relates to Revelation. Uh, I need to answer this big question. That is, why should I listen to your opinions? Because everybody is, I mean, you've heard it said, opinions are like noses. Everybody has one. And so, Stan, why do we listen to your opinions about Bible prophecy? I prefer to stay humble and just bring the word. But in this case, I think that I've got to tell you why I'm qualified to talk on this, especially since we have a lot of new listeners and they don't know me. They don't know my background, who I am. And so who are you? So I'm going to answer that question. Who are you to be telling us the truth about this? So I've been studying Bible prophecy for over 40 years, teaching it for 30 years. I made 37 DVDs on it. I've hosted 160 guest speakers on thousands, literally thousands of meetings on Bible prophecy. These speakers have made about 330 DVDs. I've hosted the Prophecy Club 28 years, and I memorized the book of Revelation. So let me talk about that. Now, I wrote these four books, one, two, three, four. But I organized this one. This is Demetri Dudeman and Leslie uh, Johnson and their prophecies so that you would have it into your hands. Anyway, so I memorized the book of Revelation back in 2017. I didn't think anything special was going to happen, but something special did start happening. I started getting revelations. Now, what's it like to get a revelation? It's like all of a sudden, boom, just wisdom popped into my head that I'd never had before, even though I'd been teaching. I'd already made three DVDs on Revelation by the time I memorized it, and I saw so much more. Let me give you an analogy. Let's say you go out and lay down in your backyard in a beautiful summer evening, and you're looking up at the night sky. Uh, if you were to take your, um, how do I say, your, the, the, the paper towel roller, you know, 12 inches long, about this big around, if you were to look at it, you could see every star in the sky. But that's the way it is if you're just reading through the book of Revelation. But what happened to me as I was going through this, it was like wisdom came into my mind. It was like moving the paper towel holder away, and I could see all of the stars all at once. In other words, all of a sudden, I mean, I'm not going to say it's on the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John level. Okay, it's not. But I also am going to say this book is not on Stan's level either. In other words, I think there was extra wisdom that came to me. So 
I don't think I'm special. I think you're special. I think God gave it to me to give to you because you're about to be an end-time saint. Tribulation is about to start, and now is the time that people need to come to understand the book of Revelation. So I could look back and I could see and understand the whole book because I've memorized it. So anyway, I've got 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice. The audible voice said, The seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. And the seven vials play over seven days. Now, that was huge because as a result of it, that was helped me uh, to, to lay out one of the charts which I'm about to show you. So anyway, God showed me a secret door, and that secret door linked the Feast of Leviticus to the prophecies of Revelation, and for the first time they could be put together so you could put Revelation in the correct chronological order. One prophetic word said it this way, there's a lock I put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book the secret door to understand Bible prophecy. So when I go teaching prophecy, I want you to understand I've memorized the whole book. All of these scriptures I'm about to read for you, I have memorized them. Now, let's go on. We're going to start at Revelation 19. Now, I'm answering the question, when is Great White Throne? Is that going to be at the beginning of the millennium or at the end of the millennium? That's the question we're trying to answer today. Now, it actually talks about the great white throne in Revelation chapter 20. So, Stan, why are you starting in Revelation chapter 19? Because you have to understand the sequence. So, I'm going to to get you to understand that sequence so you can see, and here's where we're going with this, the great white throne does not take place at the end of the millennium. It takes place just before the millennium starts. I'm going to show you. Now, where we're starting here is this is when the the it's not the rapture because the rapture is claiming that it is protecting us from any testing. So this is not the rapture. This is us being taken to the marriage supper of the Lamb, which in my opinion is about four months before Jesus returns for Armageddon. And I'll show you that too. All of this is explained in the book, Secret Door to Order, Understand Bible Prophecy. Now let's go on. So Revelation 19. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people. That's us. <laughs> Those are the people that are washed in the blood of the Lamb. That we have now been taken to heaven. And it is, it's not so much about the marriage supper of the Lamb and eating and drinking wine with the Lord as much as it is. I want to see my Jesus change from Lamb to Lion. I want to see him change from being the Prince of the Kings of the Earth, according to Revelation chapter 1, to become the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I want to see him coronated king. That's what this is. So a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah. Now, I want you to see the word salvation because they're now realizing, well, all of us are, that we have received salvation. That's the reason they say, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, honor, and power to the Lord our God for true and righteous are his judgments, for he has judged the great whore. That's the reason I think that America got hit by the Russians just prior to this. This is the first Remember, it says Babylon, the great, has fallen, is fallen, the, it has it is fallen twice. Well, I believe that that's two is fallen, and I'll show you where that is here in just a minute. Anyway, hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with a fornication, and hath avenged the blood of her servants at her hand. Meaning, there's a lot of people, a lot of Christians, that America is going to kill 
inside America. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen. Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Now this, so we're in heaven. We, we've been, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say the word rapture. <laughs> we have been taken to heaven, okay? Uh, taken to heaven. And we now are, are about to see Jesus coronated, crowned King of kings, Lord of lords. And there's a voice that comes out of the throne that says, Praise our God, all ye servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. Now, this is us. We're in heaven. Let me, let me show you where we are here. We're in heaven. Now we get to see Jesus, and this is what we say. And herds that were the voice of a great multitude, and the voice of many waters, and the voice of a mighty thunderings. That's what it'll sound like, so many people. Saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Now, that word reigneth, that's important, because Jesus does not reign right now. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, he, he's not reigning right now. Right now, Lucifer is reigning. Adam gave him that right, and he will reign until when? Until Jesus is crowned King of kings and Lord of lords. But Jesus does not take that position until Armageddon. And he takes it because he kills all of those enemies, and he takes the throne. But officially, he becomes reigning at the marriage supper of the Lamb, we his crowned, I'll show you the scripture in just a second, we his crowned King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb has come. Hallelujah. And his wife, that's us, has made herself ready. Remember, he's coming back for a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, but he's now come back for that glorious church. And to her it was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness or the righteous works of the saints. So it's talking to who? It's talking to us, folks that are blood washed. And I saw a heaven opened. <laughs> now, this is John standing on the earth, and all of a sudden he sees the heaven rolls back like a scroll. So this is the start of Armageddon. This is eternity entering into time. The heaven rolls back like a scroll. Remember that scripture? And I saw a heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he doth make war. What's the war? This is Jesus making war against Lucifer and all of his armies, all of the beast and the false prophet, all of that. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, meaning he now has the morning star. His father has now given him the morning star because he just came from the marriage supper of the Lamb at this point. And on his head were many crowns. <laughs> and one of those crowns, well, he's now king of kings and lord of lords. And he had a name written on that no man knew but he himself. He was clothed in a vesture, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And right here he has this, it'll say here in a second, he's crowned King of kings and Lord of lords. And the armies which were in heaven followed him on white horses, that's us, okay, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth, there's the morning star, out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations. And he should rule them with the rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. You remember in the two witnesses, and I should give power to my two witnesses. And they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three, three score days clothed in sackcloth. If any man hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth and devoureth them. If any man will hurt them, he must be in this manner killed. That's the morning star. Same thing. Jesus has the morning star. Remember the other scripture, I don't think it's Revelation 2. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works to the end, the same will he give power over the nations. He shall rule them with the rod of iron, and as the vessels of a potter, they should be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father. Here it is, here it is. And I'll give him the morning star. 
so I believe that if we're faithful, we'll serve him to the end. I also believe that we have to see the beast. We have to resist the beast, see the beast, see the beast, hear the beast, but resist the beast. And then we get the morning star. We have to continue and work and serve him all the way to the end. Uh, let me make a correction on that. You've got to see the beast, hear the beast, and resist the beast to become an overcomer. But in order to get the morning star, you have to work all the way, all to the end of your life, serving him. Anyway, let's go on. So he says, out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that's the morning star, that with it he should smite the nations, with the nations. The nations are the corners not harvested. These are the people that saw, the, well, let me back up. These are the people that did not receive Jesus, so they don't get eternal life, but they didn't take the mark either. They kind of like weren't exactly in society. They're kind of the outcasts, and you would call them hoodlums or <laughs> bad people, bad uh, criminals out there. And, but they didn't receive the, the mark of the beast, but they didn't get saved either. So they're the corners not harvested. Those are the nations. Those are the ones that on the Battle of Armageddon or the Day of Feast of Trumpets, they're told, we will let you live for up to another thousand years. But if you break a law, then you will be destroyed that day. And if they break a law, one of the Morning Star judges, I'll just show you in a second, shows up the speed of thought, hits them with the Morning Star, they fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soul. Sword that with it he should smite the nations. He should rule them with the rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress, in other words, Armageddon, and the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. Now, there's a big question, because okay, the Bible says, and for we are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So what is the wrath? Because the pre-tribbers want to say, oh, well, that's the seven-year tribulation. That's the wrath. We don't have to see the wrath. Well, that's actually not correct. The wrath of God he's talking about is the morning star, which he blows down in an instant, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last feast of trumpets at Armageddon when he returns, when he splits the sky open. That's the reason he says wine press and wrath of God are found in the same verse. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now he's returning for Armageddon. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, saying, Come, gather yourselves together into the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and them that sat on them and the flesh of men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast. So here's Armageddon, okay? I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and all of their super soldiers, all of their great and mighty weapons, what they're saying, everything, 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 that they have spent 6,000 years trying to build up to be able to beat Jesus. <laughs> that's not going to work. And their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on horse, that's Jesus, and against his army. Let me just say, his army does not fight. There's only three things that fight. Jesus, that has the morning star, two other angels that return with sharp sickles. We, the bride, we don't fight. We watch the slaughter. And as the beast was taken, with him the false prophet, which wrought miracles before them, with which he deceived them that received the mark of the beast, and them that had worshipped his image. Now, this is important. These both were cast alive. Notice it didn't say dead. Why didn't it say dead? Because the beast and the false prophet and Lucifer don't die. They don't get soul death. That would be too easy on them. They're cast alive into the lake that burns the fire and brimstone. I think I'll show you here in just a second. Their body is destroyed and given to the burning flame. Yeah, their body's destroyed, but their soul, oh, no, no, they're tormented day and night forever and ever. 
These both were cast alive in the lake of burning with fire and brimstone. And the remnant were slain by the sword of him, that's the morning star. The remnant were slain, the ones that su- survived Armageddon. The remnant were slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Now, let me put this into perspective. Now let's go, and I'm going to do a quick overview. I'm not going to read every word, but I'm going to just show you the overview. Because sometimes we get caught up in the little bitty words. We're in there like a bug's eye view. And sometimes, to understand it, you've got to get a bird's eye view. You've got to back up. So I'm going to give you a bird's eye view. I'm not covering every verse here, every word. I want you to see from a high, a, a, see from a broad point of view. So these first five verses here, this is talking about the bride at the marriage supper. Now, where is that in my chart? Now, I have to first explain the chart. So here are the feasts here. One, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Now, Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits were fulfilled at Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. However, first fruits will be filled, fulfilled again, Acts one eleven. You men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up? This same Jesus that came the first time shall return in like manner. So he'll return down right here on the first feast of first fruits, resurrects 144,000. Then he walks around for 50 days, and then on Pentecost, he goes along with us, takes us to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We only get a marriage or a wedding garment and a white horse. Jesus, however, is crowned King of kings and Lord of lords. He's given many crowns, a vesture dipped in blood, and a white horse. And he's given the morning star. Then about four months later, it is the grape harvest, or Armageddon. This is the seventh trumpet. This is the judgment seat of Christ. Everyone that had the opportunity to receive Jesus reports here. Dead or alive, they all report here. If they had any opportunity to receive Jesus. Now, at this point, this is where the nations are told, you got a thousand years, but don't sin. This is at that moment when the heavens roll back like a scroll, eternity enters in, Jesus blows the morning star the, uh, down, and the, 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 the tears fall down to the ground, and pile of ashes and bones. As the morning star hits us, it glorifies us. We get a glorified body. Out of our belly flows rivers of living water. All of a sudden, boom, we flame on, and we get our crowns, our mantles, all rewards, all in the same instant. As it hits the earth, the earth becomes glow. The sun's been out for 72 hours, and it's never going to relight again. So the sun uh, is gone, and as the morning star hits the earth, the whole earth glows all the way down to the center of the earth, sets the foundations of the mountains on fire. Now, at that point, that's when it's said, Jesus arises to shake the earth terribly. So this is when the earth begins to shake, shake, shake. Every high place falls, every mountain uh, fills in, or every high place, every mountain falls. Every uh, every uh, crooked places are made straight. The rough places are made smooth. There's no more uh, valleys or no more mountains any place on the earth. But that takes place over these 10 days from here to here, okay? It's a 10-day process for the shaking to take place. So this is destroying, I'll show you this in Scripture in a second. This is destroying the old earth, and the new earth prepares and appears here. So it's 10 days. During these 10 days, this is the great white throne that takes place 10 days later. At the great white throne, no one in Jesus reports here. No one alive reports here. The only ones that report at the great white throne are those not in Christ, and they got to be dead. Now, again, I'll, I'll show you this. We're going to look at this chart several more times. This is the chart of the overview of this, the tribulation. So 
The seven seals play over seven years. The seven trumpets play over seven months. The seven vials play over seven days. But they all conclude out here on the Feast of Trumpets. Then ten days later, it's atonement. Ten day, or Five days later, it's tabernacles. Now, let's go back to what he's saying. These five verses are us at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, skip, skip. This is at the marriage supper of the Lamb. The bride at the marriage supper. This is what we look like here. This is what goes on. Skip on. Then, now, let me show you what Daniel says about it. So Daniel says, I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the Ancient of Days did sit. This is Jesus being brought before the Father at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I'll skip down. Fiery stream issued and came forth before him. Thousand, thousand men are started him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set. When's the judgment set? Feast of Trumpets. And the books are open. When are the books open? Feast of Trumpets. And I beheld, because of the voice of the great words of the shorn spake, and I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. His body, but not his soul. Okay, now let's go to the next verse. Daniel seven thirteen. I saw in the night visions, one behold, like the Son of Man, came in the clouds of heaven. This is Jesus. He's now going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's now about four months till he returns for the Feast of Trumpets or Armageddon. And there was given him dominion, glory, and a kingdom, that all people, nations, languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. Now, again, we're doing the overview. So these verses are talking about Armageddon. These verses are continuing to talk about Armageddon. We've already read them. Now, I'm getting to a point here. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit. Now we're coming into the millennium. Now, here, let, I, let me show you where we are here. Okay, so at this point, the, the, we are at the Feast of Trumpets. The angel is coming down. He has the key to the bottomless pit. This is right out here, right at the Feast of Trumpets, as I recall. I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, a great chain in his hand. He laid hold upon the dragon, or old serpent called the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Cast him into the bottomless pit. What's the bottomless pit? Well, right now, the beast is falling endlessly and helplessly in the bottomless pit. But one of these days, when Jesus opens the first seal, he will be released from the bottomless pit, and he will come out. But again, Satan is tossed into the bottomless pit, which is kind of like a prison, okay? He can't get out of that for a thousand years and set a seal on him that he should deceive the nations no more till a thousand years should be fulfilled. Now, well, I just quoted that, all right, so uh, I'll skip on it. And after he must be loosed a little season. Why? Well, he'll be loosed a little season because he's going to gather the nations to be destroyed. I think I put that in here, yeah. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. Now, what's going on here? This, see, I believe that the Bible teaches that we, these people, I saw thrones, the people sitting on those thrones, judge the angels. Jesus judges the people. Got it? These people here, I saw the thrones and they sat on them and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God that has not worshipped the beast and others image and I received his mark on the forehead or in their hands and the living and reign of Christ a thousand years. 
I want to believe, and I can't find anything that says contrary to this, that the reason they're on the thrones is because these are the people that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, for the word of God, that didn't worship the beast. And they are the people that reign with Christ a thousand years. That's the reason I say they are the morning star judges. In other words, if one of those, uh, one of the nations sins, one of these morning star judges shows up with the morning star, hits them with the morning star, they fall to the ground, a pile of ashes and bones, immediate judgment, immediate. They are judge, jury, and executioner instantly. They sin, they're history. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Now, what's the first resurrection? Well, I got it back up and show you. The first resurrection is, see, Jesus here is the resurrection of them that slept. The first fruits of the final harvest, that's 144,000. And then we get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. All of this in the first fruits in the Pentecost, all the people that go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, that's the first resurrection. The second resurrection happens here on the Feast of Trumpets. You remember, Jesus said that the, or actually the second Thessalonians, I think it says, that the dead in Christ shall rise first. That's the second resurrection. Now, let's go back to what it says. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, and they shall be priests of God and Christ and reign with him a thousand years. So, Everybody gets to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb up here. Everybody, all of those may, may possibly get the morning star, and they may get extra blessings, but they are not part of, here, let me back up. They're not part of what comes to life here. Those people that are in the first resurrection, right here, they all go up to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Then the people that are resurrected here are the people, well, they weren't ready. Okay, remember the ten virgins? They weren't ready, so they didn't get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not in it. See right here, it says, Blessed is the dead which die, and the Lord henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from the labors, and their works do follow them. That's because they're still saved. They're still serving the Lord. But they weren't ready, so they didn't get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. But they're still saved. They still get all the rewards. They just don't get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And for the people that go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, judgment's already set for them. They, they do get eternal life. Now, the people over here for the Feast of Trumpets, eh, some of those won't get eternal life. Matter of fact, probably most of them will not get eternal life. Few there be that find it, right? Now, let's go on. Revelation 27. Here's the defeat of Satan. Now, this is after the, uh, the millennium. This is at the end of the millennium. So now, here's, here's how God destroys so it's time for the nations that never received Jesus, but they didn't take the mark of the beast either. It's time for them to be destroyed. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan should be loosed out of his prison. What's the prison? The bottomless pit. And he should go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog has nothing to do with Russia. It's the whole world. Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle in the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went upon the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about. That's the new Jerusalem. And the beloved city, and came down, and fire came down from God out of heaven, that's the morning star, and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now someone said, well, I thought there's no day or night. There's not for us. But it's a, simple, a way of simply saying they are tormented for all, for all, for all, for all, for all, for all eternity. Now, here's my point. We're trying to say is, 
if we look at these charts, let me give you an overview of the chart. So Jesus returns here, resurrects 140,000, 144,000, walks around for 50 days. We go with him to the marriage supper of the Lamb about four months later, okay? Then we return on white horses along with Jesus on a white horse. He burns up the tares. We get all rewards. We don't get the rewards at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We get it on the Feast of Trumpets. Ten days later at the great white throne, the dead in Christ are, uh, are judged there. Then five days later, it is completion of the heaven and earth, the new heaven and new earth being created. This is when John says, I saw the heaven and earth. I saw a new heaven and new earth for the first heaven of the first earth who passed away and there was no more sea. That's the, the tabernacle coming down. Now, let me back up and show you this through the other chart. This is the seals chart. Okay, so the first seal is opened here. This is the middle of the, tri tri the, the tribulation. Then we see the seven trumpets play over seven months. I believe that the barley harvest of first fruits takes place someplace in here. And I said I'd show you where I think that the fall of America takes place is probably right in here someplace. Probably about four, four and a half, five months, somewhere in that ballpark before Jesus returns on the Feast of Trumpets. Then we go to the wheat harvest, which is, uh, excuse me, the barley harvest, wheat harvest, go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Then back out here on Feast of Trumpets, at the end of the seven years, Jesus returns and puts down the people. Now, I saw a great white throne, he that sat upon him, whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. So this is the old heaven and the old earth being destroyed. I saw the dead. This is the great white throne, which is before the millennium. How do we know that, Stan? Okay, it says great white throne there. Here, here's how we know that, because if you look at the feasts, what happens in the feasts? The feast, the next feast after trumpets is atonement. The only feast that's kept in the millennium is the Feast of Tabernacles. And the only people that have to keep that are the nations that are out on the breadth of the earth. We, living in the New Jerusalem, or just outside the New Jerusalem, we will already, we, won't, we don't have to keep it. We're living there, okay? So now let's go on. I saw a great white throne, and he that sat upon it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, meaning that the old heaven and the old, old earth were destroyed before the great white throne. That's another reason we know, no, the great white throne takes place before the tribulation, before the, the millennium. I saw a great white throne, and he that sat upon it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. I'll say it again. So the great white throne, all of that takes place before the new Jerusalem comes down, before the millennium. And the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to his works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, meaning soul death. Whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The reason I can say it so fast is because I memorized it. So, I think we're at the, the, the conclusion here, the point I'm trying to make. Now, I saw a new heaven. So now this is at the, uh, let me get this right. This is at the end of the tribulation. It's at the beginning of the millennium. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. I, John, saw the holy city in New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. In other words, this is the start of the tribulation. 
the great white throne, and the judgment seat of Christ have already happened. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. They shall be his people, and God shall be with them and be their God. So, here is where we are. So, Jesus returns here for Armageddon. This is the judgment seat of Christ. This is the great white throne ten days later. Five days later, it's the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. So, there it is. This is an overview of what we're looking at. The first two days were no law. The second two days was the law of Moses. The next two days was the grace of Jesus. We are here about to enter into the seven-year tribulation, and then after that there will be one year of rest. So the point is, the great white throne takes place before the millennium. I'll say it again. The great white throne takes place before the millennium. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door that links the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be understood. It can be put in correct chronological order. I got 30 revelations, two visions, and one audible voice. One prophetic word said, There's a lock that I put over a word in Revelation that I'm going to open to you, and it will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. This is the granddaddy. If you want to understand Bible prophecy, that's the book to get. Miss the mark. Well, what is the most important information every beating heart on the globe needs to know? Well, after except Jesus, of course, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Because those taking the mark of the beast do not get sold, death, but they're tossed into the lake that burns the fire and brimstone for all eternity with the beast, the false prophet, and a thousand years later, Lucifer, and they have no escape. Miss the Mark is the book you give to people that you love you don't want to see tossed into the lake of fire. God's Warnings to America explains the modern dreams and visions and audible voices I believe are from God. Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Griever, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Scalar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and much more. Tribulation Secrets in Daniel explains how to spot the Antichrist early and what to do. His physical appearance, sound of his voice, how he rises to power, the fact that Nebuchadnezzar will be a resurrected mark of, or an antichrist and beast. He rises from the bottomless pit, explains the seven final world governments. How pre-trib one. How the big lie beat the truth and the people would have it so. It settles the rapture question, why pastors teach pre-trib. It explains how the 501c3 board members actually hire fire and tell the preacher what he is going or is not going to preach. It also covers the secret door. What is the morning star? What is the wrath of God? Eternity entering time. Who are the nations? What is an overcomer? Proof of the post-trib and 25 pre-trib questions answered. It will answer the question for you about the rapture. Terry Sock is a prophecy student, and he reads his King James Bible, and he believes in winning souls so much he is supporting the Prophecy Club so that we can win more souls. So if you want to support someone that loves prophecy and wants to win souls, I'm going to send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com where you can get all sorts of precious metals, gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and things like that. cornerstoneassetmetals.com
click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.